Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, hey guys, welcome to the first episode of 2022 and the launch of season four. And I could not be more excited to sit down for a conversation with my special guest today, Mark Batterson. Pastor Mark is the lead pastor of National Community Church in Washington, D.C., which is one church with multiple locations. He and his wife, Laura, have three children. They live on Capitol Hill, where NCC owns and operates Ebenezer Coffee House, the Miracle Theater, the D.C. Dream Center, and they're currently developing a city block into a massive endeavor, the Capitol Turnaround. Pastor Mark holds a Doctor of Ministry degree from Regent University, and he's the New York Times bestselling author of 20 books, including a couple of my favorites, The Circle Maker in a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day, and the book we're going to talk about today, Win the Day. And our first episode of season four and 2022, Win the Day, is the jumpstart you need to go after your God-sized goals with seven powerful habits to help you stress less and accomplish more. Pastor Mark, it's such a joy to have you here with me today. Oh, thank you, Angela. It's great to uh, start the new year this way. And we probably need to let people know, like we weren't in the same social circle per se back in college, but we at least crossed paths. Um, and, and I kind of like to think of it as we, we did time in Springfield, uh, <laughs> Missouri back in the day. So back in the day we're uh, dating ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And we've literally pastored Dale and I have pastored out here outside of DC for basically our entire ministry and you've yes. been in DC. So, you know, we're typical ministry. We're an hour apart and basically hardly ever cross paths. So. Yes. It's, you know, it's a feat when you sit down two busy pastors in the same room. So I'm honored to have you here, Pastor Mark. Oh, thank you so much. It's a joy. Okay. Well, right off the bat, I have to say that I read 40 books in 2021 and I felt so accomplished until I read that you read on average 200. I'm looking behind you if you're watching. (laughs) So give us an idea of how, give us a tip, how, and I'm personally interested, how do you read that many books, Pastor Mark? Well, Angela, I want to I want to be a hundred percent candid. I used to read two hundred books a year. Uh, that was in the early years of ministry. Church wasn't very large, and uh, we didn't have social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, average person spends one hundred and forty two minutes on social media every day. You can read a lot of books in one hundred and forty two minutes a day. And so, uh, honestly, I, I felt called to be a writer. Uh, but it wasn't a natural gifting. So I knew I was going to have to read a lot of books and reverse engineer them. And so I just set on a trajectory and and read about 3000 books before I wrote one. But I don't read. Um, I, you, we're, we're about in the same ballpark, Angela, about okay. 40 or 50 a year. I feel pretty good at this point. 
Yeah, you and me both. That's a couple a week. And then, I mean, well, about one a week. So that's probably going to be on pace for me. But you really are an avid goal setter. You talk about that in this book, Win the Day. You've talked about it other times as well. So, you know, we're starting 2022. And I would love not only the seven steps that you give us, we're going to lean into a couple of those in just a moment, but you have seven steps to help us reach goals. And so as we launch in 22, I want you to help people know how you can kind of take these New Year's resolutions that end up on the cutting room floor and never make it. How can we turn those into goals that we can realistically set and keep? Yeah, well, I think it's uh, 81% of New Year's resolutions that will fail within the first month, something like that ballpark. Uh, so I, I, it's funny cause I am, you know, I have a hundred life goals. I, I believe in goal setting. I think faith is being sure of what you hope for. Mm. And so, and you won't accomplish a hundred percent of the goals that you don't set. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in goal setting, but yeah, you've got to reverse engineer them into daily habits that are going to help you reach those goals. Uh, th- this past year, uh, I like having an annual challenge. And so the annual challenge last year was doing a bike century. So I did a hundred mile bike ride with my oldest son. And, uh, but I can't just, Angela, I can't go out and just ride a hundred miles on my bike. I, I, I would pass out, um, about 10 miles in. I had to work. A plan. I had to reverse engineer it and come up with a training plan in about 10 weeks of just intensive training. So that's true for everything. Um, you, you've got to break it into those, uh, daily goals. And so, uh, pick a habit, any habit, and then you have to make it, uh, measurable, meaningful and maintainable. And uh, once you start to do that, you start to get some momentum when you do it one, two, three days in a row. And uh, the, the big question is, can you do it for a day? Yep. And I, I think about anybody can do about anything for a day. And, mm-hmm. and that's always where it starts. And that's really the premise of when the day and, uh, but I want to, before I get there, I want to just pause on something you said, you mentioned going with your son and an interesting element I found in your goal list, Pastor Mark is to add a relational element. That's not something that kind of lifts to the surface of every goal list. So hang there for just a second and tell us why you think that's important. Yeah. You know, I, and I love the question because I, I was concerned that a lot of my goals had to do with me, myself, and I, hmm. and I felt like it's going to be so much more fun if I do a triathlon with my son, or we hike uh, the Grand Canyon rim to rim together. Um, w- when you do something, when you're pursuing a goal with someone else, it's like relational glue. Hmm. And and so what I did is I went back through my life goals and added a relational component to so many of them. And on the financial goals, uh, while we're on the subject, the game changer for me was to go from getting goals to giving goals. It mm. just changed the focus. Like, hey, we want to give away uh, you know, this percentage of our income, or we want to give away this much uh, as a church. What that does is it just keeps your focus in the right place because you got to make sure that you're going going after the right goals for the right reason. Mm, I love that. That's really helpful for people that are trying to plan out their goals, even as we speak, to put that relational element in there. And uh, thank you for that. But you already landed kind of on this key question that became the inspiration for Win the Day. So talk to us about why that was the inspiration. Can you do it for a day? 
Well, I mean, it's funny. It was actually, uh, I, I, it was my youngest son, uh, a rite of passage. We were actually rafting the, the uh, Colorado River for five days and then hiking out of the Grand Canyon, which, by, by the way, I want to be careful. You say something like that on a podcast and your sound, life sounds really epic. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, I've only done that once. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's not like I'm, that's not my daily reality. Um, but we, we were on this rafting trip. And uh, uh, so I know, you know, Pastor Matthew Barnett, uh, who leads the LA Dream Center. And he was on that trip. And I remember he talked about just kind of the, the people that they're ministering to, helping them overcome uh, some of the habits that they need to break and, and establish some of the habits they need to make. And, and he posed that question, can you do it for a day? And something clicked. It became a, a game changer for me. And, and so I, I've tried to take this approach, like, don't, don't worry about winning the year. Mm. Let, like, let's win the day yeah. and you do it one day at a time. And, and this is so biblical. Um, you know, give us this day, our daily bread. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, his mercies are new every morning. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't worry about tomorrow. And so it's this subplot theologically throughout scripture. And so I think, uh, when the day is a fun way to say it, but it's a very, very biblical idea. In fact, uh, Angela, isn't it interesting that, that God created us with this 24 hour rhythm to life, that there is day and there is night all the way back to Genesis. Um, on that note, it is interesting to, uh, point out that in Judaism, the, the day begins at sundown and, uh, we tend to think about, you know, sun up, sunrise, but the reality is, you know, I, I love the way that uh, a day is framed uh, in that original Genesis context. And I think approaching the day that way helps us win the day. Mm, so great. I was even thinking as you're saying that about the story about the Israelites wanting manna and our temptation is they want to go out and hoard enough for, you know, a few days or a week, even though God said through Moses, like, just take what you need for the day. And, and that's just still a great teaching moment for us that we're so tempted to kind of want to hoard. And what that does is keep us in a posture of daily dependence on God, Pastor Mark as well, which I know you live in that space. But, you know, to know, God, I'm trusting you for today and not to get too far, not to lag behind God, but not to get too far ahead of ourselves either. So I want to ask you about a couple habits, but before we do, I'd like to ask you about a couple concepts that you address in the book. So one is this formula, deliberate practice plus desirable difficulty equals durable learning. Now, we probably want to skip over the desirable difficulty part of that formula. <laughs> but talk, talk to us about that concept of that formula, why that matters when you're working on a habit or a goal. Yeah, well, you know, most of us are familiar with this 10,000 hour rule that mm -hmm. Malcolm Gladwell kind of popularized. But it's it's actually a, a guy named Anders Ericsson who sort of um, coined this idea, but he makes a distinction between naive practice and deliberate practice mm. and and this idea that you have to be very intentional. In fact, he would argue that you need to put in at least 70 percent effort for it to be effective. Well, Angela, I love applying that to spiritual disciplines 
Like, are we worshiping with 70% effort? Can I just, can I, can I be blunt as a pastor? Like sometimes I look out and I'm wondering, are we given 70% effort uh, in worship? I hope it's okay for me to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, y- you know, it's this idea that you, we, we've got to be very deliberate in our spiritual disciplines. Um, download a daily Bible reading plan right, right at the beginning of the year. What a great way um, to win the day. Uh, you, you know, you, you need to game plan it. It's not going to happen by default. And so deliberate practice kind of break that down in the book and talk about, um, what that looks like. Desirable difficulty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but I feel like my job as a pastor is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Yeah. Uh, this idea that we need people to push us, you, you know, as a former athlete, um, I hate saying former too, cause I I'm still trying, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I always appreciated coaches who pushed me a little bit past what I thought was my limit. True. And, uh, that's, that's desirable difficulty. Mm. Uh, and then that durable learning piece that most of us are educated way beyond our level of obedience already. Wow. Um, we, we, we don't have, we, we, we think we've been following Christ for 25 years, but really we have one year of experience repeated 25 times. <laughs> Let, let's make sure that we're learning the lessons mm. that God's teaching. And so durable learning is this idea of it going from our head to our heart. And then I would say even into our gut, they become these core convictions that mm-hmm. this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And, uh, and so the, the book kind of, uh, breaks down that equation and, and digs a little bit deeper into it. Yeah, it's great. It's really a foundation of a lot of what you talk about that resistance we have to embrace, whether it's working out physically, you're making those some goals for the new year, especially spiritually, you have to push past that comfort level. Here's another quick concept. We live our lives forward, but God is working in our lives backwards. You've used the phrase reverse engineering a couple of times. So kind of, you know, quickly sum up what you mean by that concept. Yeah, well, I think we live at the intersection of two theologies or two realities. The the faithfulness of God is pursuing us from the past. Hmm. And the way I would say that is so far, so God. Hmm. And then the sovereignty of God is setting us up for the future. And the way I like to say that is the best is yet to come. And, and we live where these two things intersect. Yeah. And so I, I've got a life verse um, and, I, and I might flip this question if that's okay. I'm, I'm yeah. always curious if people have a life, a life verse. Mine is Ephesians 2.10. Hmm. It says that we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works prepared for us in advance. Yes. Yeah. And so this idea that God is setting us up, God is preparing us. And, uh, and that's kind of what, what, what I mean, uh, when I talk about that, but Angela, can I flip the script here? Yeah. Uh, have it number one. Have it number one. Is, okay. is there a, uh, do you have a life verse? You know, I have several that I love. Maybe Romans 12, two is coming to mind in view of God's mercy, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Because I yep. think we forget that first part, then it becomes duty or it becomes obligation. But when we stay in a revelation of God's mercy, how great mm. it is, how great he is as a worship pastor for so many years, I think in view of that, then, and I got it backwards for, for so many years, Pastor Mark, I thought I knew it intellectually that it wasn't correct, but the perfectionist in me, the goal oriented person in me 
felt like the more I did for God, the more he would love me. And through my own health crisis, which you talk about in the book, we have a similar kind of health situation that we went through. God reminded me that he loves me, period, which goes to my Mm. other life verse, which is how great is the love the father has lavished on us that we should be called sons of God and daughters of God. So that to, to have that revelation of the love of God, the mercy of God, it's out of that that we do not the other way around. And I think to live on mission, like you're talking about, to understand the works he's created in advance for us to do, we have to first frame that with the love of God and the mercy of God, which Mm. frees us up to live on mission and understand our kingdom assignments without feeling like that's a burden, but to feel like that's such excitement and such a gift that we're given to live that way. So it's probably Mm. too long of an answer to your question, but you know, um, God is so, so great. He's so good. Yeah. I love to see that. So, well, I, I love it because I think you're over time, your favorite scripture does become the script of your life. True. And, uh, you know, that is that first habit flip the script that we've got to make sure that scripture is the, uh, the script that we're following. We'll get right back to this week's episode. I want to help you make life matter with some free resources at AngelaDenadio.com. You'll also find my books, albums, and ways to connect. While you're there, join my online community and be the first to hear exciting updates. It's so true. And, and to own your story and to, to look at your story from all angles, let's flip the script. So let's lean into a couple habits, Pastor Mark. Yep. Um, if someone's feeling overtaxed or overwhelmed right here at the beginning of the year, especially, we kind of already talked about one, which is flip the script. Think about the script of your life, what you've been you know, believing, you know, what happens to us is not as important as what we believe about what happens to us. And and are we framing our story through the lens of scripture? I need that constant reminder that it is because of God's mercy that I do anything. So framing your life through scripture, flipping the script on maybe what has happened to you. So let's look back at these past two years that have been so challenging, Pastor Mark. Mm-hmm. We're starting a new year. We really don't even know what 2022 is going to hold for any of us. So would you tell, would you encourage people to go in order if they're reading, um, as they're reading, I would encourage you all to get win the day. If you're watching, it's right here. It's great. I devoured it, loved it. Um, win the day. And so couple of the key things, flip the script, kiss the wave, which comes from Charles Spurgeon. Um, great quote, seed the clouds, which I'd love to talk about in a second, but is there one that you would say people should start with at the start of a new year? Well, I, I do think that there is a sequence to them. Okay. And so what, what, you know, what I try to walk us through in the book is you, you've got to bury dead yesterdays mm-hmm. and you've got to imagine unborn tomorrows so that you can focus and, and win the day. Um, I, I think what'll happen is people will discover two or three habits that, oh yeah, I've got to eat the frog or I've got to cut the rope or I've got to fly the kite. You know, they'll begin to identify this is where God has me right now. And this is the next step. But but I do think it starts with flipping the script and uh, kissing the wave. Um, and uh, you, you kind of start there. And then you go to work on some of those daily disciplines with uh, with Eat the Frog. And so it's funny, Angela, because I, I know pe- people are listening right now. And what is he talking about? Well, yeah. the, these are these seven habits, daily habits that will make a lot more sense uh, when when you read it. But maybe I maybe I'll um, explain two of them just to sure. give give context. So you you already alluded to the uh, Charles Spurgeon. He said, I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Mm. And that second habit is the, that uh, 
you know, the obstacle is not the enemy. The obstacle is the way you're going to become a bigger person on the other side of the challenge that you face. And, and that is not cliche. That is reality. That's how we get a testimony. And, you know, I'm not talking in a vacuum. Uh, last year for Laura and I, it started in a dark place. It started with, uh, her going in for surgery, a second bout with cancer. And yeah. we're, we're on the other side. You know, she rang the bell, went through radiation and, and we feel like we're in a good place. But, you know, I'm not blowing smoke here. That, that was a hard, hard season, but I see in Laura a stronger, even a sweeter, uh, a wiser person on the other side of it. Why? Because uh, of this little question that uh, she came across at the beginning of that uh, diagnosis. And it said, what have you come to teach me? And that's a hard question to ask of cancer or, or a divorce or any other diagnosis or a difficult situation or, or losing your job. Like those are hard, hard, uh, a hard question to ask, but you have to ask the question because you're either going to get bitter or better. And uh, you, you got to make sure that you allow the spirit of God to do his work in your life through that. And so kiss the wave is that that's what I'm talking about uh, when, when we talk about that second habit. Yeah, that's so great. I, for a long time on my mirror and thank you for sharing that we were praying for you and Laura during that season as well, Pastor Mark. On my mirror for many years, I had lion chasing skills and I had some of the key chasing skills from your book in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. And one of them was reframing. And that question that you said, Laura, you know, came to her and she read in a poem and then she kind of framed that situation with this. What have you come to teach me? So our power to reframe things um, and, and get God's perspective and God's heart on a situation may or may not change the situation, but it ch- changes the way we view it. And that changes the way we move through it. And we have to have resistance to have resilience. So you talked about Laura wouldn't be who she is. You've talked about situations in the book of your own health crisis, miracles that you've seen in your life. And so we talk about discovering miracles and life's messy moments. We don't have time, guys, to talk with Pastor Mark about everything in this book, but You know, he's got so many great stories, not only about other people, but also your own personal poignant stories, Pastor Mark. And I appreciate your vulnerability to let us know that you're not just rattling off habits. You're giving us life principles that you've learned to live by that have helped you to navigate adversity, especially. So I want to ask you about one more before we kind of move toward wrapping up. I love seed the clouds, I guess, because I'm, I'm a creative and I'm a visionary by nature, but this is a bit of a delayed gratification. So maybe this comes later after people have looked at the other habits, but this says so today, what you want to see tomorrow. So why is this so necessary, but it's so difficult to do? Yeah. Well, we want things to happen at the speed of light. Yeah. That's the world that we live in. Everything happens so quickly. And generally speaking, things happen at the speed of a seed planted Mm -hmm. in the ground that has to take root before it can bear fruit. And so um, let me just speak a, a word of encouragement. Almost anyone can accomplish almost anything if they work at it long enough, hard enough and smart enough. And, and so when we talk about seed the clouds, we don't get to determine the timeline. From the day I felt called to write a book, which I would have been 22 years old in seminary, 
I didn't write a book until I was 35, Angela. That's 13 long years. But but I didn't twiddle my thumb. I didn't waste my time. Mm. I was seeding the clouds by reading books to prepare to write one. Yeah. And so, you know, I think uh, the idea is you you need to keep sowing that seed, keep sowing that seed, keep doing the right thing day in and day out. And God's going to show up and show off. And so don't don't focus on outcomes or what in the business world would be lag measures. Focus on lead measures. Focus on the inputs. Uh, and, and I think here at the beginning of the year, it probably makes sense to go back and let's deconstruct, reconstruct some of our morning routine or even our evening routine. And how are we practicing uh, these daily habits called spiritual disciplines? Yeah. And and you begin to make and break the habits that are going to make or break you. And and you can do this. Uh, in fact, I, I think uh, there's someone out there, for example, who wants to write a book. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to tell you it's, it's going to be easy. Um, it won't happen overnight. But if you come up with a plan and then you work that plan and you set your alarm clock, maybe just a little bit earlier in the morning, which, by the way, means you probably need to get to sleep a little bit earlier at night, right. um, then you, you can do this. It's all about um, prioritizing and planning and, and doing it for a day, do it enough days in a row and you'll get there. Thank you so much, Pastor Mark. It's win the day, guys. You're going to want to start to read it right here at the beginning of the new year. Seven daily habits to help you stress less and accomplish more. I've had maybe, I don't know, 100 plus interviews here on the podcast, Pastor Mark. And I'll say a common theme is a couple of things you've said today. You have to embrace resistance if you want to see that resilience developed in your life. And it, and it takes discipline. There just aren't shortcuts here. We'd love to say there are. And of course, God's mercy and grace so shows up supernaturally in our lives, but we do the natural and then God does the super. I think sometimes, you know, we had a guest speaker who said once to us, God will not do my, by miracle, what you must do by responsibility. Ooh, and I, wow. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it stuck with me because we want, like you said, we want the speed of light and God moves at the speed of seed. So to think I'm going to do what's up to me. And the mercy and the grace of God that's on my life for it and the kingdom purpose, the works in advance he placed in my life. And then he's going to do the super. So thank you, Pastor Mark, for sharing. I have one last question for you. And I want to make sure he's going to pray for us, guys, in just one moment. But Pastor Mark, where would you like them to go to get a copy of Win the Day? You have so many other resources. You have a new resource even for that. So where would you like us to send them? Yeah, I think the best place is probably just markbatterson.com. And we've got some freebies on the website, some downloads. And I'm actually doing a 30-day habit challenge here at the beginning of uh, 2022. And so opportunity to get in on that if you want to. Uh, I think Win the Day is a good place to start. There is a sequel, Do It for a Day, uh, How to Make or Break Any Habit in 30 Days. So one, one way or the other. Uh, we, we, we're going to keep at this one day at a time and just believe that we're going to see some great things happen in 2022. I love it. I love it. Well, before you pray for us, Pastor Mark, this is the last question I always ask all my guests other than Jesus. What person has in, in the Bible has inspired you most to make life matter? Maybe someone you can't wait to meet, or maybe a question you just can't wait to ask them when you get to heaven. Well, I mean, it's gotta be Benaiah. 
Uh, this guy, yeah, it's got to yeah, be Benaya who chased a, a lion chased into a, lion. a pit on a yeah. snowy day and killed it. Yep. Um, you know, that that was the first book I wrote. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to hang with him. I I don't know if it'd be safe because uh, he doesn't seem like the safest person in the Bible. But, uh, man, what a risk taker. Yeah. And, of course, became King David's bodyguard. I bet he has a few stories to tell on that front and eventually commander-in-chief of Israel's army. So I'm I'm always um, inspired by the underdog, yeah. uh, on the person that just God uses in a remarkable way. And they're, they're not the headliner, Angela. Yeah. They're, they're the the kind of the opening act, but God uses those people. And I, I think those are some of the people that are going to get the greatest reward when we get to heaven. I love it. And that's from his book, guys, in a pit with a lion with a snowy in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. So if you haven't read that, you got to go back and read it. So, all right, well, I want to read today's truth that matters. In fact, you actually already referenced it. Pastor Mark comes right from chapter eight of win the day today's truth that matters. As I see it, this is pastor Mark's words. My job as a pastor is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. The former is far easier than the latter, but not nearly as important. Comforting the afflicted results in warm fuzzies, but that isn't how spiritual battles are won or lost. Afflicting the comfortable may not get me gift cards during pastor appreciation month, but that is how spiritual growth happens. Tell me the last time you were uncomfortable and I'll tell you the last time you grew. The idea of desirable difficulty is nothing new. James chapter one, one through four says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for joining us today as we launch this new year. We don't know what it holds, but we know we can win the day when we trust the grace of God to sustain us. So pray us out, Pastor Mark, and pray us into this new year. All right, Lord, thank you for every person listening God, I pray that you would encourage them by your Holy Spirit. Uh, And Lord, we just believe that you have good works prepared in advance. Help us discern the leading of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we will give you the glory for the things that you do in us and through us. Lord, at the end of the day, um, we, we... We want to see your kingdom come and your will be done. We want to see heaven invade earth. And uh, Lord, I'm believing that we're coming into a season of signs and wonders and miracles. But we know we've got to do the natural if we want to see the super. And so we humble ourselves before you and we say thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And we bless you in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.